Ooh, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's your dream boy. Should be a crime to be born that handsome. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the We Don't Go Out podcast with me, Ant, and I'm here as always with Dave. Hello. And we are going to talk film club at the end of the episode. At the end of this episode, which will be Calm with Horses and One Night in Miami. They're the film club films. Uh, but first, we're going to have a little chat about Pedestrian on PlayStation 4, Spiritfarer on the Switch, a little news on Silent Hill, and then I'm going to try and hype Dave up for little nightmares. <laughs> um, so yeah, pedestrian. You're playing pedestrian. Oh, hang on. Just before this, um, anyone who's just here for the film club, if you check the podcast notes, I'm going to put the time of when we start chatting the films, so you can check in there and skip to there. But if you want the game chat, uh, just stick around, and we're going to start pedestrian, which is a PlayStation 4 exclusive, or PlayStation exclusive. Is that right, Dave? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, you're not going to believe it. You've broken up. So, yeah, PlayStation exclusive, we think it is. Um, I've watched the trailer. It's, um, yep. from what I can tell, it's like rope work signs, and you've got to guide a little stick yeah. around through them. They link in gateways and paths. Yeah. So it's just a, you, a I don't game. Want... Yeah, but I don't know where the journey's taking you because. <laughs> One minute, mate. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you start off and it's roadworks. That's going to be sure what do you progress through this. No, you've gone. Oh, I can't bear this anymore. It's driving me fucking mad. Can you? I can hear you now. Well, I can hear you now. It's fine. It's just when you try talking about the game. Hey, <laughs> okay, isn't it? Right. Like a Nintendo uh, copyright <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember. Yeah, so basically, you start in the city and you're making your way to, I'm going to guess, to a destination. It's got to have some sort of very limited or some sort of, I'm not saying story, but you know how flower eventually you kind of use restoring the city. Yeah. Something's going to happen at the end, I think. I think you're on the journey to get somewhere. So you feel um, like it's going to have a bigger meaning? Yeah, I think there's going to be something there. Not truly, you know, like, really deep, like... You know, but, you know like, when you finished Inside and you were like, oh, my God, what does it all mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be anything like that. I think it's just going to be kind of a nice... Yeah. Kind of, like... But Jan- you know, Janny's was quite is. a big finish. Sort of, it's like, the, the message was the environment, look after it. You feel yeah. like there's going to be something yeah. more along those lines. Yeah, I'm not sure where it'll go, but um, you're not getting any story bits in that. But you just you locate on the train, and then the train kind of takes to a destination, and you're at the university, you like a workshop underground in the sewers, uh, work sites, all different stuff, different signs come into play, and you have to. So the sign, the sign is like the ladders on. The level, and then you're so, just taking like a a black stick man. So it's just like um a man you would see on like a "Don't walk here" sign. Yeah, and you're just guiding him cycles. through. Yeah, guiding him through the the signs. It's uh, very well, hard to explain. So basically, you'll start the level, and there could be four signs. Now you press triangle, and it zooms out. You can't move your character now; it's froze. Mm. So if you jump in midair, you could freeze your character in midair, which does come into play later in the game, and you have doors and ladders on your signs. You've got to connect them up in the right order and make your way through the levels. Now, at the start, this is very simple. You might have four doors and you go through a door. You just connect the doors in the right order and you go through to the exit. Where it becomes a catch is you cannot undo a door. Once once you've moved from one sign to another, if you undo a door, your character is then sent back to the start. But as you progress in the game, you then get these little kind of pipes which can connect to the top of certain signs, which turn that sign green. And that, when you're in that, it's a safe zone. You can shut the door and reset the stage. 
and then link the door to another site. It's very doing a great deal of describing it because you have to play it because mm. this comes in quite toward the game. And then there's other little signs, like one of the signs has got like a hole in it, it looks like a doorway. And you can put that sign over another sign, and when you walk through the doorway, you're in the other sign, which helps you go um, reach areas you couldn't reach from the bottom of a sign or from the top of a sign. Mm. You follow me? I think so. <laughs> so, like, at the top of a sign and you can't reach it because you've got no way of getting there, you can use this sign with the hollow door to get to the top and walk through to grab the key. It's it's. Hot. I'm not doing a great job of describing it because it's hard to describe. Yeah, it's a weird concept. So minimal the signs are. Do you know what I mean? They're like minimalist. Yeah. But it's it is really good. Um, I would say it's difficult, but not. I'm not going to say like um, stupidly difficult. Like you know, some of the levels because Portal Two is difficult, but it's all there. It's not really. It's complex, but it's not. What's the word? It doesn't break any of the logic it's given you. Yes. Break any of the rules, and the pedestrian doesn't do that. You know, like where you play a point and click, and it's literally like, yeah. Well, how do I get that bloke? Let me open the door, and it's like, oh, what you've got to do is you've got to give him a hanky that's doused in <laughs> oil, because uh, no reason really. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. For no reason. Clicks, at all. I know it's illogical. It's a t- trial and error. But pedestrian like Portal, when you do solve these puzzles, it's so rewarding. And mm. I was saying to you, I tried to finish it last weekend, but I couldn't because sometimes you can be stuck. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the, I love puzzles, but some of these puzzles really tested me. Mm. I'm on them for, you broke up a little bit there. You're on what? Yeah. So, like, when you finish that puzzle and you start the next puzzle, sometimes you have to, like, take a break because the lot, although you might have done some of these logic, logical puzzles before, for me personally, I need to take a little small break. So I'm like, <laughs> having over a day off and coming back to it and playing something else for a bit to forget about my last puzzle, and then coming back to it because I'm I'm forgetting the logic of the new. So yeah, to break out of the, the mindset of it. Yeah, it got a bit like that with Portal Two at times. I was like, oh, I can't, I'm never going to get this boy. And I don't know if you've finished talking about pedestrian, but we've been having technical problems. So basically, pedestrian's good. Dave's enjoying it. It's really tough. Reminds him of Portal, but we'll never find out why. <laughs> if you like puzzle games, you should purchase it. But we're back. We've got a new connection. It seems stronger. Let's talk about Spirit Ferret, which I've been playing on oh, Switch, which is exclusive to Switch, as far as I know. <laughs> Um, I'm sure I've seen that somewhere else. Oh, have you? Okay. Not exclusive to Switch. Breaking news. I could um, be wrong. It's really good. Have you been tempted by it? I don't know what it is, but I'm sure I've read about it, but I can't think if it was that or something else. Okay. Give, it, give us a scene. Well, let me try and... The elevator perch, as they say. Um, yeah. You are... I think you're recently deceased, from what I gather, at the very start. You... Um, you're in the underworld, you're on a boat in this sea. It's not like a horrible, nasty underworld. It's like quite nice and pleasant. You meet this massive person in another boat and they pass on this ball of light to you and you become the spirit fairer, the person who helps people transition from the land of the living to the afterlife. You're in this sort of in-between world, which is largely water by the look of things. You're on a boat, you build... The boat is quite large. You can make it bigger. You can, and then you build things on the boat. Um, it's not a chore to yeah. build things. You literally find a blueprint, hit build if you've got the right resources, and it appears. And uh, and you get spirits on the boat. Everyone seems to be these little like cloaked figures when you meet them. But when they, if yeah. you get one to board your boat, they become like an animal. They're like a, a lion or a frog. Like that's the contrast. Very big differences. Um, and then when they're on the boat, you build them their own house, and then you have to meet their needs. You cook, you farm, you grow seeds um, into plants that you use for your cooking and stuff. It's lots of, like, chore-based activity, but the real pull is... Well, the the gameplay loop's quite cool. That whole growing, cooking, um, and there's other... When you later on, you can do things like turn milk into cheese, not cooking, but then you use that in your cooking. But basically, you're trying to get, trying to fulfill these people's 
dying needs or the, their unfinished business and then when they're happy and they're at rest you take them to a certain place on the map which is a big uh sea it's a 2d game but it's a big sea on the map you pick a destination and then you sail and they get off the boat and then there's like an end scene with them where you very surreal and you see snippets of their life and they all seem to know you on the boat like from yeah. the land of the living they refer to as like their niece or best friend or there's a relationship prior which you don't know about it's never revealed yeah. they're talking and at the end when you set them to the afterworld afterlife you meet this huge creature massive i think it's an owl and it talks to you and it sort of teases you with it, it knows more than you it's like oh you're helping these people um but are you helping them or are you severing ties are you helping yourself and i'm really not yeah. sure what's going on i don't know if i've died and i'm and i'm finishing my business with these people and then i'll move on or whether they've yeah. all died and i've died <laughs> and um yeah it's it's unclear and every time you complete a full thing of someone's mission or task and you set them free you get a little snippet a little insight into what's going on yeah. uh, which is uh, yeah, it's interesting it's really it's really good it's quite a chilled game very relaxing That's good, yeah. yeah um very chilled the only issue i've got is it crashes god it crashes didn't crash yeah. early on but recently like it crashes and it only saves you can't just pause save carry on you have to save and quit and then go back in or every time you get on an island i think it saves but you you don't always do that a lot because there's Mm. lots of other things you can do on the boat and destinations you can go to that aren't islands so you don't leave the boat and you can lose like an hour (laughs) it's like oh jesus so it's quite annoying that bit's quite annoying but testament to the game because every time it crashes and I lose an hour hour and a half I just go straight back in and redo what I've done really? yeah I haven't it's annoying but it's never annoying to the point where I'm like oh fuck this I'm not playing anymore I just jack it in yeah I'd be quite pissy about that to be fair yeah it's really annoying Um, but yeah I keep going back it's really good it's the only game I'm playing that's not PES (laughs) I'm still addicted (laughs) to PES I know, and I can't stop. you still never bought Pez? I know, I have bought it. I have bought it now. Oh, have you? Yeah, but when I looked at my end-of-year review that PlayStation sent out, top three games were Pez, Pez the free version, and then The Last of Us 2. Jesus. <laughs> so, really? Um, you haven't even finished The Last of Us 2? No, I know. Which, I'm, I'm, right. I've just bought Little Nightmares... Um, anyone who watches or follows the Instagram will see I bought the special edition with the little oh. figurine. Um, I've just bought that and I'm going to use that to break my Pez addiction. I'm going How to play that. that the normal version. How much what? How much was the special edition? It was uh, 50 quid. 50 pounds? Yes. It was... for a statue. <laughs> no, the game and it came with a soundtrack and an art book. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the game's 25 quid normal, isn't it? Oh, mm, well, no. Yeah, you can get it for, I think, 30. But a lot of places, it's like 45. It's crazy. Because I don't think it's... Oh. Yeah. I don't think it's very big. But I love, I love, love, love the first one so much. I was sitting yeah. and I just thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love this one. I know I am. And um, I don't... I never buy special editions. The, and the only one I ever wish I did buy was Vanquish. I wish I bought that special oh, edition. Yeah. But I thought, I'm just going to get this special what edition. Special it just came with a big figurine. <laughs> oh, really? And it just looked cool. But I thought, I, I hadn't played the game. And it's not like a series I, I know I love. So I thought, I'm not yeah. buying that. What if I hate the game? <laughs> it just looked like yeah. a cool figure. Um, but I thought, no, it's ridiculous. I, I won't ever, like, it won't be out anywhere. I'll never look at it. So I didn't. And I love that game. And I wish I bought it. So I thought, I'm not letting this one go. So I just bought it. It's just been my birthday. I had some birthday cash. I thought, I'm just going to get this special edition. So I did. And I'm going to play that. So I'll be able to talk about that next time. And you're going to play number one, because you skipped on number one. Little Nightmares, the first game. Yeah. I wasn't impressed with the demo the first time I tried it, but I went back. 
you bombarded me with <laughs> harassment. Harassment <laughs> message you saying I have to play. It's I'll give it another go and I did enjoy it more. Okay, and you've you bought it now, the first one. Yeah, I've got it now. Mm. Apparently two continues from it. Two's what? Two is a continuation of that story, apparently. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I, I might re-watch or watch a bit on YouTube rather than replay it just to refresh what was going on on the story side of things. Yeah. But I love it. I think I it's surprised a they didn't release Little Nightmares and One and Two's little bundle, you know? Yeah, I th- I'm surprised with the special edition that it's not in there, to be honest. Yeah. Would have been a nice touch. Probably with stuff like that is that they just bundle it with a DLC code, don't they, when really you want the disc if you're mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, this number two, the special edition, special edition, does come with um, a DLC pack, but not a not a yeah. season pass, which I'm a bit surprised about as well, because there's going to be DLC, mm. and I'll have to pay the extra for that, which I no doubt will, because I'm going to yeah. love it. I love the Little Nightmare series. I love this studio, Tes- Tesla. No, it's not Tesla. What's it called? I can't remember. I couldn't tell you. I can't remember, and I should know because I love them. The guys that make yeah. Static the best VR game going. Yes, brilliant game. Yeah. Anyway, Very so yeah, stuff. so next pod we'll be talking Little Nightmares One, and I'll tease Dave about Little Nightmares Two. <laughs> uh, what else? <laughs> Bit of news on Silent Hill. Go on, Dave. Yeah. You you brought this to the table. Um, I was just reading on Twitter really from various um, news sites, gaming news sites that um, Konami have um, outsourced Silent Hill to a Japanese developer for the next instalment. Um, I don't know many Japanese developers to prefer after Japanese, <laughs> apart from your obvious, but obviously they're not going to give it to Capcom and they're not going to give it to, you know, like Namco or anyone like that. So it's going to be like, um, I'm going to guess like an independent, not independent as an indie studio, but imagine. You know, Sumo Digital make games for Sony and Microsoft and, mm. you know, like they made the little big planet, what's it called, Sackboy game. Mm. I'm going to imagine it's like a studio like that and they've approached, Konami might have approached them or they pitched it to Konami and Konami like, you know, like this. But I, I am kind of, I personally, I could be completely wrong and I don't mind being shot down in flames on this opinion, but I do think that Sony have approached Konami about developing it, um, whether it's in conjunction with Konami and they're going 50-50 on, um, you know, like development costs and then it's just a split down the middle on profit, the lot, whatever. Um, I, I have no idea, but I think it's something like that. Um, we'll see. You think it might be Sony exclusive? Summer. Oh, sorry. If Sony have developed it, then yeah. And even if it's something like it might be, I hope it's, if it is an exclusive, I hope it's timed because I do think a game like Silent Hill should go multi-platform, mm. um, especially if it's you know from a company like Konami. And I say that about stuff like Namco games, Tekken, Resident Evil. I wouldn't ever want to see them as exclusives because as much as it'd be great for each uh, console platform, it's just not right on gamers. Who, who can't afford both consoles or just pick a console? Mm. I think when well, a game's when a game's studios. yeah, when a game's been multi-platform, it really yeah, sucks so when it goes yeah. single platform. Like when Tomb Raider did it for a year, it was like, oh, yeah, that's just shit. <laughs> yeah, that was a poor move by Microsoft, and yeah. um, I'm gonna guess was it Square, Square Enix? Enix? Yeah, but it the, just um, sucks. The other part of the room was that apparently um, Konami have got two other games being rebooted, or um, but not the, not for this year. Is Probotector theirs? What's that, Super Probotector? Yeah. Is that theirs? Yeah, that's yeah, that's Konami, cool. isn't it? Oh, give that to Platinum. Yeah, but their back catalogue's just unbelievable, but they're making that much money off those pitching car machines that they're just not <laughs> interested. <laughs> I know, but you I just, think that's all your eggs in one basket, though, just pachinko machines. They're only big in Japan. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter, does it, the money they're making? Mm. So, anyway, yeah, but yeah, I'm glad they've um, let Silent Hills go. I I think it's too much to hope that Kojima's got his hands on it. I think there's too much bad there's blood There's too much there. bad blood, mm. yeah. 
Yeah, too much bad blood yeah. to let Kojima get his hands on it. Although, that... to be honest with you, as much as I love the PT demo, I'm not sure I'd want him to do it because I do like Kojima's games, but as I've grown older and my gaming time's more limited, I just haven't got enough time to sit there for all his exposition and mm. his, you know, his uh, cutscenes for 30 minutes and stuff. Like sometimes I start on video games and, you know, when they have like, I can't think, I played something not long back. It wasn't Control, it might have been last year, and I can't think what it was, and the intro was going on. I was thinking, you know what, I'm going to fucking drop this before we've even got going. Like, it kind of puts you in a bad mood about the game. I can't mm. think what it was. I was like, fucking hell, it might have been that Until Dawn, not Until Dawn, um, you know, the um, Man, Man and Dan. Dan sequel. The oh. second game, I can't, I can't think, but there was something I played, and it just went on and on at the start, and I was thinking, this needs to start, man. It's just needs to get going. Bad mood before the game's kicked in, yeah. Mm. You're a parent. We'll, we'll Time is limited. Uh, I'd be more happy if it was Sony Japan, Sony's Japan studio making it than Kojima. Mm. I don't know. I just hope it's somebody good. That's a daunting prospect to take on. Don't you think? Yeah, if someone did say the Evil Within studio could possibly be making it. Who is that studio? I don't know, the, the Japanese, but it's, I think he runs them, doesn't he? Shinji Mikami, I mean, the Resident Evil games. Yeah, and that's, he made the those ones you just mentioned, or I've already forgotten, Evil Within. Resident Evil? No, he made... Yeah, that's what it, yeah, yeah. That's his studio, I think. Or, or, he, or he went there to make the first game and then he left, I'm not sure, but we'll see, we'll mm. see in the summer. Mm. I'm still excited for it, but... <sighs> yeah. We'll <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, let's move on from that. Uh, we've talked Spirit Fair, we've talked Pedestrian, we've talked Little Nightmares, so it's time for Film Club. And these are the films we suggested last last episode to watch in time for this episode so we can talk full spoilers. And like, the films were on Netflix, Calm With Horses, fucking hell, Dave, and on Prime, <laughs> One Night in Miami. These are two quite heavy ones to discuss, I'll be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which which one do you want to start with? Let's start with Common Horses, because we started with yours first last time. Okay, right. God, Dave. You lead? This, was, this was uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I couldn't... Well, you know, I pick, usually pick films like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> very unlike you, Dave. Um, yeah. This anyone who watched Good Times on with us last time, yeah, it was vibes of that. But Jesus, so much grittier. So yeah, it's set in Ireland. I think it just it's so gritty. It's so gritty. Yeah, I mean, it's a deprived part of Ireland, or the whichever city they're in. It's deprived a little bit of it. Really rough, and you're in with yeah. a rough. It's a the guys falling in with. The protagonist is falling in a bit a rough part. He doesn't seem yeah. the brightest. Oh God, it's so great. I was un- like I said, it was uncomfortable from the off. That opening scene, the opening dialogue, just made me uncomfortable. I couldn't relax into this film. And then you meet his kids, and there's the instant threat and the vulnerability of the child. Yeah. And the innocence of his ex as well. Yeah. Constantly worried about their safety, which I know is the point, but I just couldn't relax. Could not relax. And the thing you learn about the main character, um, oh, I'm going to call him, isn't he? That he's mm. actually a man of morals. Mm. Um, and he's not a bad guy. Like, he sells you that at the start, doesn't he? Mm. I can't remember what he, the lines he says. He says, but he says, not all violent men are bad men. Mm. Um, it's somewhere along those lines and you know like not all bad things are done by mean men and stuff like that and mm. basically you learn later in the film I suppose is it a spoiler that is that a spoiler, spoiler it is no this it is the film it. club this is yeah. full spoilers so look you find out later in the film that he killed somebody as a youngster as a young I think he must have been a child at the time maybe or a young man teenager yeah it's boxing, um, boxing wasn't he mm. semi-professionally professionally and um Obviously, that affected him mm. and his family. Well, the young, the young star 
what's his name? Dim, Dimpa, Dimpner. Dimpner. His father must have passed away, and he's kind of running his household, which is one part of this sort of like crime family. Mm. And um, he's obviously thought, well, some muscle there, and he's easily influenced, and he basically tells you at the start that he says, you can come work for me, and you'll never get hurt again. Mm. Not that I think he's afraid of being hurt, it's just that... It's just a better option than, yes. than being and hurt. <laughs> I think it was an easier option from after killing someone in the ring, and mm. like you say, as the film progresses, it's, it comes across that he's probably easily led. Um, yeah. He's probably not quite the brightest, but he's not stupid either. No. You know what I mean? But um, here it goes. Henry's come down for a week. <laughs> um, but the the ending, that oh, that was seriously uncomfortable. The end? Yes. Mm. I was like, I was worried how it was going to end and I was kind of happy when I think I led Charles the option that he probably he, he died in the chair. Mm. Did you go with that or did you think... I, th- I think he died in the chair. They probably came in and, and put some bullets in him anyway, but I th- yeah. think he was probably dead by then. The only thing that worried me was if he was dead, would they then go for take get repercussions on the wife, the girlfriend and child? But you see them later on, don't you, in Rochester mm. at the at the school to help him, and I was like, maybe it's um, I th- I maybe think have let be. I think his de- death was enough. Yeah. Mm. I think. Oh god, it's such a brutal film. I think if he if he lived or got away, then they would have gone for his family to hurt him yeah. or to flush him out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, even even that Dempner, even him, he was like, oh no, we we don't kill. Early yeah. on, and then he got forced and twisted and manipulated into. Yeah, I'm not into that even business darker business, side. Yeah, even yeah into the even darker recesses of the crime world. Yeah, because I don't think he yeah. was fully comfortable. I mean, I mean, there were times. I mean, he was a horrible, nasty character. But there were times where I felt sorry for him. That bit in the bar where he's where he loses it and starts kicking. The, yeah, starts that big bar fight that then arm comes and finishes. Yeah. But then I thought he's lashed out because he feels like he needs to. He feels like he has to uphold yeah. his father's standing, and yeah. it's not quite him. He doesn't quite fit it, but yeah. he's he's got to. He's, he feels the pressure to do he has it. No and, choice, yeah. Mm, and I felt sorry for him in that instance because he was he was kind of picked on in that bar, and he shouldn't have lashed out. He should have obviously, but he was going to. Yeah, but. I felt I felt kind of bad for him in, in that moment. Yes. Which was an incredible feat of filmmaking because he's a nasty yeah. character. He's a good actor, though. He's, I don't know his name, but I've seen him in a few things and um, he's a very good actor. Mm. It was, like you say, it was, I wouldn't say it was as gritty as I was expecting. Really? And I did have a problem at times. Listen, you know, it was gritty, but it wasn't as bad. You know, like, I don't want to say, gritty is probably the wrong word, but it wasn't as violent I think is what I'm going to say mm. like I was expecting like at times I thought oh is this going to get nasty like kill list mm. um, but it never quite went to those levels there was nasty stuff in there but you never really saw it mm. it didn't go to the gore did it really no no that was a nasty scene with the dogs and then the mm. body that was a nasty scene and um, I, mean, I suppose the worst thing you see on screen is when he beats the shit out of the bloke at the start but that didn't really phase me too much. No, nor me. In a weird way. Yeah. Um, I think the only bit that got me was when he basically, his face was covered in blood and he says, I didn't touch her. Mm. Or I didn't do nothing. And he, he whacks him again. I was like, because he looked a mess then. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but um, that was it. It never really phased me after that. And um, I just expect, I think I expected it to be more violent than it was, and it wasn't, which was proven it, it didn't need it really. Mm-hmm. It was a good film, and some of the cinematography and it was beautiful, and I loved that chase sequence with the truck and the uh, the van and the jeep. Mm, at the, the end. Car and the jeep, sorry. Mm. Yeah, that was shot really well, looked really fast, mm. which is one of my biggest issues with car chases in films. It never seems quick, but that seemed fast. Mm. Not saying like, I don't watch Fast and Furious and a lot of those films, but um, 
I like that. I like the element that you could see him in the driver's wheel. Maybe there was it was attached to something. I don't know. I don't care. But it looked fast, and that that made the sense of fear more realistic that he was trying to get away. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There was a yeah it, because it was outside the car, but looking at his face and the rear view it was a really yeah. good angle, really good yeah, shot for a, for a car really, chase. Really, really good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that scene well enjoyed <laughs> i appreciate that scene yeah mm, oh, i don't know it's a thumbs up if you can stomach it you can't think like that you can't think it's like irreversible it's a horrible film but it's a thumbs up because it's a good film do you know what i mean you might not ever watch it again i know mm. loads of people who say this the irreversible they recommend it for loads they won't watch it again like i will <laughs> you know i don't mean? know what film you're talking about but, but you know what i mean about it's irreversible no, the you film. know what I mean about films? Like, if oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. watched it and you thought that was good, but mm. I don't think I could stomach it again. It's yeah. still a good film. Yeah, I know what you mean. I I think it's a thumbs up, but there are people I would, I would say the don't watch it to some people. Yeah. The only issue I had was at times I couldn't quite understand everything, he, the dialogue. Mm. The accents were so strong at points, and I don't mean that in like a nasty way, but I just... I couldn't quite understand everything that was said at points, so I had to like put subtitles on, so rewind and put subtitles on at certain points. Mm. Yeah, I did it just a couple of times in the film. No, I, don't, I, don't, was, I don't think I struggled to understand anything. I think it was when Arm was talking quite quiet at points. Yeah, he was, well, with the accent, and he was mumbling. Yeah. Yeah, which was his character, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's a thumbs up for me. Um, I Would think it, it's a... I've, I think it's like, if you like gritty British crime drama, I think it's a must-see at least once. Mm. It was yeah. a bit a bit like This Is England. It's that sort of grit, if you've I've seen, that. seen that. Haven't you? That's good. No. Mm. You'd like no, that. I do need to see that. Mm. I do need to see it. What did you think when um, his ex's new love interest showed up? I was shitting it for him. him. Yeah, I was proper worried from in the nightclub before. He's coked up pissed up um, this bloke's getting weighed in mm. and he came uh, in he didn't have like a superiority complex but he wasn't from he wasn't local he was clearly a better educated man yeah and I was just worried because he was black as well I thought oh Jesus I'm not going <laughs> to like him just because of that yeah but no he wasn't he... that type of person I wasn't no but then he was surrounded by people who possibly could be. Yes. When Dimpner came over in the nightclub, I was like, oh, mm. God. Yeah. But luckily, he was like, yeah, we're off. She left. She took the exit then, didn't she? And mm. Dimpner turned up. Mm. And that, that whole other thing with his child being a bit, um, uh, needing special um, treatment, special education, yeah. a bit of learning difficulties. Mm-hmm. That was probably the most, one of the most uncomfortable scenes at the fairground. Yeah. God, yeah. That was that horrible. Was... Yeah, struggling to cope with his child having a um, breakdown. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, it was a tough, tough watch, but like, yeah, it is a thumbs up. <laughs> but yeah. it's tough. It, 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 I think it achieved what it probably aimed for. And definitely. Yeah, definitely did what it set out to do, I think. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, thumbs up. We're on a roll. There's another thumbs up. Another thumbs up, yeah. Let's see if uh, mine sticks with thumbs up. I picked One Night in Miami on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Now, I think last episode I said this was a fictional thing, that this did not happen. But mm-hmm. it did. I didn't know. It really? I knew yeah. it was said at the start, based on true events. And I, when I was knew the director was, um, oh, God, she was in Watchmen. Regina King. Regina King, yeah. I was like, wow, I never knew she directed it. So I was even more interested in seeing it then. Mm. Um, so when I watched it, and I was watching it, and I was thinking, because you told me it wasn't real, I thought, wow, she's really clever to come up with this. Like, <laughs> but is yeah. that true then? They all met. Is that, that really happened? That really happened. The night Ali became world champion, champion, they went back to Malcolm X's hotel room, which is a real hotel. You can visit it. It's there. Yep. Um, and... Uh, Sam Cook and oh no I've forgotten his name who's the football player 
Oh God, I said it today to my mate. I can't <laughs> remember. I was telling him about the film. I said his name. Now I can't remember. He put me on the spot. Oh, sorry. Okay. Let me look it up. Let me look it up quick. What's it called? One night in Miami. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Yeah. Um, the start. I like the start of the film as well. How they introduced each character and it showed you how, like what they have to live with. Mm. Like the racial, the, the basically the racism and inequality and all that stuff. And uh, I say stuff, but you know, all that stuff that happened in that era. It mm. still happens now, but it was way worse back when. Yeah. Like it was in the faces back then. I mean, it was when he's blatant. on the porch, Jim Brown, and he's talking to him, and I thought, well, God, what a lovely bloke. Like, <laughs> and then yeah. he says to him, I'll come and help you with the furniture. Do you need help? Because he's a big man, isn't he? He's a very big man. Yeah, he's talking to an and older white the... gentleman. Gentleman. Yeah, I'm not going to repeat the word he says. But mm. he says, what does he say? Oh, oh, no, Jim. You know we don't let ends in the house. And I was yeah. like, I was, my jaw opened. Because <laughs> he, he was like smiling when he said it. As if to say, don't be silly. I know. He's like, no, your you place. Know, you know, like, you've just had a brand new white carpet on the stairs and someone, the, the dog comes back from a walk and he's all muddy and wet. Mm. And the missus goes, and he goes, you've got, don't be silly, Mick, don't be silly, Baby, you need to draw him off before you bring the dog in the house. <laughs> you know, like, we just had fresh carpets. He just said it like that. It's so, it's, they built that up. Yeah, they built it up so yeah. well because yeah. he comes to the door, he obviously knows the family, the daughter, the granddaughter answers, but she's like a fully grown woman. She's all excited because there's this big superstar NFL player. He's come back to his hometown. Yeah. He's visiting round. Then the granddad comes out and he always oh, shaking his hand and telling them how great he is and how far their families go back. I was like, "What? Yeah. Your families go a long way back? That's got to be dodgy because yeah. <laughs> not well, far back like, from yeah. this time period." <laughs> yeah, some... so I was thinking, did he have him? Like, he says to go back, but basically, did the work for him on his farm? Was he like mm. one of those who brought that? And then when. And the... um, yeah, the the granddaughter comes back out with the lemonade and says, "Oh, granddad, just you know, we do need that." There was it Ottoman moving or whatever? Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, I'll come and do it now, dear." And he's like, "Oh, do you want me to come and help you?" He's moving some furniture. He's like, "You're moving some furniture, yeah." And he's like, "Well, I'm here. I'm a, you're an old man. She's a, a girl. I don't want to say frail because she wouldn't look frail. No, but she was like a young woman. He's a six foot four, brick shit house, are you? Yeah, he was. He was and, um, stacked. Yeah, and um. I just, I mate, I was proper. It was like, just such a shock. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Just, it just shows. At that start was done so well. Like when, when, um, what was his name, the singer? Sam Cook. So when he was singing and then all the white folks start getting up and leaving, I'm thinking, what the fuck are you doing? I know. <laughs> just, I'm not laughing at the, but I was just like, it was absurd. But it must have happened. Oh, it definitely and, happened. Yeah, and then obviously, um, what was Malcolm X's intro? Um, oh God, I don't remember his intro to be honest. And the other guy was um, obviously Muhammad Ali, mm. um, fighting. Um, is it George Cooper who's fighting? But I thought he was probably the pick of the bunch in the actors because Henry Cooper, when, Henry Cooper, George Cooper. Who was he? Henry fighting? Cooper, yeah, Henry Cooper. Yeah. I think it was. But when he was doing the when he was in the room with his mates, he was quite a chill day, but I love the fact that as soon as the reporters are out, or any cameras, he was like, what did I tell you? I'm the greatest. <laughs> and, and I was thinking, he was only 22 at the time, and I was thinking, wow, like, that guy played it so well. Oh, I texted my mate who told me about the film, and I said, the guy yeah. playing Muhammad Ali has nailed it. It's yeah. so good. But, the accent, the swagger, everything. He nailed it. He was great, but I think the lad who played Jim Brown was my favourite. He was just like Mr. Cool. Yeah, he, he was, was really good. Oh, good. He was brilliant. He was really self-assured, really wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mark, the guy who played Malcolm X, I, can't, I don't know all the names, um, the actors' names, but he was really good as well. I mean, I, I did a bit of Googling afterwards, and he, he looked quite similar, didn't he? The yeah, he did. He looked a lot like him. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was really sad, like the end, obviously... I don't know everything about Malcolm X and how he came to pass and stuff, but like the way it was described in that film, it was sad in his house. He had to get his children out, and mm. that was horrible at the end. That was almost as uncomfortable as some of the scenes in um, Calm with Horses. Mm. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, it's just so sad, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it, it was the dialogue was just cracking. It was mm. just like fire, like the the, the the way the arguments were gone back and forth. Well, I say arguments, discussions, debates. Mm. They got heated at times, obviously, but. When there was when he was saying to Sam Cook, uh, Malcolm X, he was saying like, um, "Oh, what about this song?" And he puts that vinyl on, and it's that's the sound of the man working on the is it the chain yeah. like that. Yeah. And he's like, "How come you never write anything like this, brother?" And he's like, "Oh," and then he's talking about how he um, sold his one of his band's records to the Rolling Stones. He's like, "I'm what making money off the white man now," and he's like, and he's like. Good on you, and it was both making so much, so many valid good points. Yeah, it was all about how. I mean, we know that the meeting happened. I don't think we fully well, know no, what no. was discussed. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know yeah. probably what was what happened in the room, what was yeah, discussed. That's... So I yeah. think that bit's kind of a bit oh, yeah, fruit loose yeah, yeah. and fancy free, because yeah. the only one still alive is Jim Brown. Yeah. So I watched a little five minute thing on Netflix on YouTube after. Yeah. I'd be shocked if Regina King hadn't spoke to him about it before. And oh, she would have, probably, I'm sure. They probably did have discussions, but obviously the dialogue, he couldn't remember it word for word. No, he's but an old man. obviously no. was, you know. But yeah, that would have been discussed. It would have been discussed. Because yeah. he was, Muhammad Lee was Cassius Clay, then he came out, so he was yeah. obviously very close with Malcolm X, came out as yeah. Muhammad Ali, and then Sam Cooke, I don't know, who knows if that directly led to the song that everyone yeah. knows him for, um, Change Can Come. I love that song. It's, the, the, it's why I know Sam Cooke. I didn't know mm. the football player whose name I've already forgotten again. Fucking hell. Yeah. Jim Brown? Oh, Jim Brown. Is it Jim Brown? Yeah, Jim Brown. Um, yeah, I, he's the only one I didn't know. But that's probably just because American football isn't isn't a big thing over no, here. That's not my thing either. No. But Muhammad Ali, obviously, you know, Malcolm X, you're probably going to know, you should know. And then Sam yeah. Cooke, yeah, that song. Oof. That's, that's one of my favourite songs, even before this film, but I love it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I liked, I liked that. Just the whole concept of the whole night. And when, when, yeah. I, when I heard about the film, my friend said, I'm sure he said it was a fictional thing. Maybe I misunderstood. But, um, I thought, oh, what a brilliant, like, thought exercise to wonder what these four, like, yes. massive black icons who all existed in the same time period had just got together and had yeah. a big chat and thought about the struggles that the, the black people in America were facing at the time and how yeah. best to tackle it, because they're all going at it in different approaches. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it did happen. And I can't believe it happened right after Muhammad Ali's fight. Like the mm. night he wins, becomes the heavyweight champion for the first time at 22, he goes back and chills yeah. out with Malcolm X, a football <laughs> player whose name just won't stay in my head, and um, Sam Cook, Jim Brown. I liked the bit when they was on the um, roof and um, the fireworks are going off, and Muhammad Ali passes his players like, probably for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just little things, I mean, just. He's it so was good. like like he had, he had a lot of good humour in there as well at points, mm. and I just I, re, I really really enjoyed it. I'm so glad it was recommended because it's not something I would have watched because I never knew it was based on a real event, and mm. I just seen the one night in Miami. And I was like, I, I seen it on Amazon. I never watched a trial. It just it, I suppose it's a bit like you know Netflix changes the images and uses sometimes they change images and yeah, it, it catches your eye in so, a different way. Yeah, mm. but because it doesn't happen with Amazon and like they're not always. Sometimes the, um, what do you call them, the pictures, they aren't always flashy enough or they don't quite catch your attention. Mm. And uh, But when I watched it, I started watching it, I was thinking, especially after the a couple of the intros, I was like, wow, this is going to be like serious. This is going to be like quite powerful viewing this. is, And I was really into it and it was just brilliant. Yeah, it was really, mm. really good. Yeah, so good. I like that bit as well. Speaking of the humour, when Muhammad Ali is looking in the mirror, he's like, oh, no. Oh. Oh, yeah. And they were like, what, what's so wrong? He's beautiful. like, why am I so pretty? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. thumbs up from me. Yeah, massive thumbs up for me as well. That's the main one. It's such a good role at the moment. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got to thank my man, Hurum, for that one. He tipped me off to that one. My selection this week, it's, it's a risky one, I think. Ooh, it's got good ratings one. on Amazon. Mm. It's, I think it's a four and a half stars out of a few hundred. 
Okay. Um, but I watched the trailer and I thought, yeah, it looks quite intriguing and different from it's risky, more risky from what we normally, or what, what what we have been picking, I should say. Okay, intriguing. Do you want me to reveal first? Whether you know because yeah. we discussed it before, but I'm picking his house. Which is a horror, which of course you've already seen because you consume all media. So you know it's a thumbs up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you've given a thumbs up. I shall see. So I'll just read the synopsis bit. It says, as a young couple from war-torn South Sudan seek asylum and a fresh start in England, they're tormented by a sinister force living in their new house. This is on my list, but I do not remember it being that at all. Gagging. Can't wait to see that now. You know, it's uh, British, don't you? Well, yeah, I've just realised that they're settling, settling in England. Oh, um, sorry, I was going to say, so get rid of some grit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing like a bit of brick grit. <laughs> yeah. Funny, all British films are grit, but when the snow comes, we don't seem to have any. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just slipping all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, right. I, I will try and watch that again because it is a very, very good horror. Mm-hmm. Um, my choice, mm-hmm. Prime, is The Bad... I don't know if it's called The or just Bad Samaritan, but I'm going to say The Bad Samaritan. Bad Samaritan. Yeah, I think I'm going to say Bad Samaritan starring David Tennant. David da- Starring David Tennant? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that British as well? Synopsis. Yeah, Bri- I said, is it British as well? No, it's um, American. Mm. Bad Samaritan. Okay. 2018. A pair of burgers stumble upon a woman being held captive in a home they intend to rob. That's the two-sentence synopsis on um, um, IMDb. Oh, I like that. That's all you need. I'm hooked. I'm interested. I'll leave it at that then. Oh, is there more? No, I was going to give you a bit more info, but I'm going to leave it at that. No, yeah, I'm hooked. This is the film club. You watch it regardless. That's the rule, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, to I'd say I wouldn't say completely different genre choices, but um, could be interesting. Well, I know I know his house is brilliant. So um, I'm just hoping <laughs> you enjoy it as much as I did. I tell you what, how are we going to pick a best film at the end of this? Like at the end of the year, <sighs> everyone's a banger. Yeah, so far. What do we do? Is it top three? <laughs> we top do top three, three yeah, and then we then we try and year. try and pick a a best best of year. Yeah, because Knives Out won last time, didn't it? Mm, a worthy winner. That's a good film. Oh, it's an excellent film, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. Well, so that's it. Yeah. Oh, and we did say at the start we're both going to try and watch Drive. <laughs> oh yeah, before before, before I hit record, possible. yeah, Drive. Yeah. Um, what's that on Amazon Prime? Yes. Okay. It's been added back on. Bonus bit of homework. Um, watch Drive, because it's just fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's on Prime Drive. Ryan Gosling film. Yes. Just give Dave a minute there. He likes thinking about Ryan Gosling. <laughs> thinking about Ryan Gosling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is your favourite one of his films, am I right? Yeah, definitely my favourite Ryan Gosling film. And then... It's hard to pick it second and third because he's done some really good films, but um, I do like the Noise Guys. I think you've seen that, haven't you? Well, yeah, that was on that was our list. That's good. Yeah. I'm surprised it's up there as a favourite. Yeah, no, it's not one of my favourites, but I do like our century. Like, I really do like um, Lars and the Real Girl. I love Lars and the Real Girl. That's so it's good. It's just so different and quirky, and it, Ryan Gosling really does have some comedy chops on him. Mm. But um, possibly La La Land number two. I like Crazy Stupid Love. That is very good. Very, very good. But why La La Land now is a lot of it for me. I love, 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 love the soundtrack. Mm, I didn't like La La Land. Yeah, but La La Land doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair enough. <laughs> as long as we both know where we stand. Yeah, and Justin. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> You're going to keep picking on my favourite films. <laughs> I'm going to bully you. <laughs> oh, right, let's end it there. Let's okay. finish. So the films for next week before I get any more kicking from La La Land. Yeah. Uh, films for next week are I His House. <laughs> His House on Netflix and Bad Samaritan on Prime. 
I've written Bad Samaritan. And, and the bonus film. And the bonus film of Drive. We will, I tell you what, we'll talk Drive at the end of the next episode and we'll yeah. do it as after the credits roll. We'll do that as a little bonus. Just to Walk celebrate the, the fact. Mm. Won't go in our film of the year list or anything like that. No, it would be unfair it, because it would win. everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, bonus chat at the end of the next episode. We just, we just gush over Drive. Yeah, and I will be watch it because I've only watched that once. Have you really? Yeah. I reckon I've seen it about five or six times. That's that's quite tame for your favourite Ryan Gosling film. Yeah, it is. It is quite tame, actually, for um, me, to be fair, especially for Ryan Gosling. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I look forward to watching that again. Yeah, don't forget the other two, though, okay? <laughs> the Thank real homework. His House and Bad Samaritan. Yeah. Right, that's it. We'll catch you next time. If you want to get in contact at We Don't Go Out on the Twitter and Instagram. And something I learned, Dave, when I went looking for the password to let you have access to the Twitter, we've got an email. And I think it's we don't go out at gmail.com. Um, I'll have to, I've not logged into it since I set it up. But if you want to send it as something more in depth, I will try to remember to log back into that. We don't go out at gmail.com. Cool. Yeah, and you can send us film suggestions, give us something, because I don't know, we always pick films that appeal to us. If you can send us a curveball that you think we might fly under our, well, my radar, nothing flies under Dave's radar. Like, <laughs> he's like a oh fucking God, commode. You... <laughs> 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 he sees everything. Um, but yeah. Suggesting films. Like I said, One Night in Miami, that was a suggestion from a friend, and we loved yeah. it. So, yeah, keep them coming. Yeah, thank him from me as well for that one. Oh, will do. Well, he's, he listens, so you can thank him. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to Hurum. <laughs> right, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah, so to, so I'm going to go in a second, bro. I'm going to tell you what I said to this lad at work today. Um, <laughs> you, you might not get it, but I, I said to him, get the camera phone. And he went, the camera phone? And I went, yeah, get the camera phone to take a picture. And he went, just say the phone. And I went, you know what I mean? And he said, Dave, you're 38, not 60. And then afterwards, I said to him as well afterwards, I don't know why I even said this. I says, he says, where's this street? I says, I don't know. I says, grab the internet phone. And, uh, <laughs> phone, get the internet phone and find out where the address is. This is a more more going down. He's like internet phone. I was like, <laughs> the in- I think I'm getting old really fast. <laughs> the internet phone. He must have got in your head from the camera phone thing. He was in your head. The internet phone. I don't think well, anyone ever called really it that. And be like, you know, you go around your son's house and he's got a Nintendo Switch and Xbox and you go, is that a PlayStation? <laughs> That'll be me, you know, 15 yeah. years, Bobby. Oh, dear, Dave, that's cracked me up. Uh, uh, camera phone. I was going to set it up for camera phone. <laughs> what am I on about? Check yourself, Dave. Part of growing up, I suppose. <laughs> the internet phone. I know. <laughs> the internet phone. <laughs>